the Divorce Is Not An Option podcast. It's your man's Stephen James Dixon, Tamara Gillespie. Please be sure to subscribe and follow our podcast on all podcast platforms. Don't just listen to an episode. Subscribe to follow the podcast. To subscribe, search for the name Divorce Is Not An Option on your podcast platform of choice. The purpose of subscribing is so that each week when we produce a new episode, that episode will be delivered to your mobile device or email automatically, seamlessly, effortlessly. You don't have to do anything. You just get it. It just it just come right in. You just get a message, bing, pop up, hey, new episode, divorce not an option, check it out. We appreciate those of you who listen on Facebook to our podcast, but you cannot subscribe to Facebook. You can only subscribe on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spreaker, Stitcher, just to name a few. For any questions on how to subscribe to the Divorce Is Not Option podcast, email me, ask at stephenjamesdixon.com. Welcome to the Divorce Is Not Option podcast, episode six. This is the relationship coach extraordinaire, Stephen James Dixon. Please welcome my wonderful co-host, Tamara Gillespie. Thank you. Thank you. You are now listening to the smooth sounds of Tamara Gillespie. <laughs> you just going to laugh? You, I, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say smooth sounds one time, so now you own that. You didn't commandeer my like line. It, I like it. It's mine. It's mine. Just going to commandeer my line, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. Well, well, first, I uh, appreciate everyone listening in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Tamara and I have made, been, a hook, been able to hook up because I've had a family emergency. Um, sadly, we lost my wonderful, amazing, best mother-in-law in the world. We lost my mother-in-law, Alberta Jones, to a stroke. Um, only 66 years old. Wow. Uh, a, a huge part of our lives. I mean, like, like was... What's funny about when I think about her, well, not funny. I don't know the right words. I'm not used to dealing yeah, with death. Yeah, I'm, I'm blessed are. enough to not have dealt with. Right. I'm, I'm blessed enough to not have deal with a lot of death. Right. But but I laugh when I think about her because she was so funny and we shared so many jokes. And all of my thoughts are about things I would have shared with her and we would have laughed. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. I I was really impressed with the um, eulogy that she was given. He talked about her smile so much, and she just always had an infectious smile. She did. She'll be she'll be missed. Yeah. Um, definitely lift us up in prayer for those you know my praying listeners out there and all that we need it. Um, my wife has been strong. Um, she's been amazing. She's handled it you know very well, which of course shows the type of woman that her mother raised. Um, it's just, it's just tough. It's just tough to lose. She was healthy. definitely, she was definitely the consummate first lady, and my heart goes out to your whole family. That's right. You've known her way longer than me. Yeah, she was the pastor's wife at my grandmother's church. So yeah, it's... grandma church. <laughs> right. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, um, she'll be missed. Um, episode six. We're going to talk about why I married a black woman. Mm, amen amen <laughs> why i married a black woman and so um but first we're gonna talk a little bit well we, are we gonna talk about the the former rapper trick daddy oh my god uh definitely emphasis on former like he's not even <laughs> relevant anymore but he's still talking 
Trick Daddy said, you know what I need to do? I need to pull that audio in, but I'm sure people heard it by now. You want to talk You want to talk about what Trick Daddy said? Mm, no, I'm not even ready yet. I'm still trying to calm down for that. It was just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> after that, we were supposed to be talking about um, I still read the article segment and finishing up with the Spartlight article of the week, your article, Why I Married a Black Woman. So uh, let's just skip Trick Daddy for now. <laughs> Okay, so this week, what did I do this week? Okay, this week, I talked to, I had a one-on-one with a man yesterday, and what I talked to that man about is being confident in the marriage. Um, Like, in terms of, like, at some point in all relationships or in all marriages, well, actually all relationships, Mm -hmm. you have to have some level of confidence that your partner will complete their side of the agreement. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of having a contract. That's the whole point of making an agreement. Right. And, and 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 what happens is in marriages is you get to the point where you have not only self-doubt, but you doubt your partner and that impacts your decision making. Oh, I think that's the whole, that is one of the biggest problems in relationships in general. Like you just can't give your partner the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Yes. I. I and, and what's funny about that is. I hate using that term. I hate using the term, give your partner the benefit of the doubt because it's kind of watered down, kind of generic, kind of seems like you're really losing when you're doing that. But it's so necessary in marriage. Exactly. I mean, the bottom line is you can never be 150% sure what's going on in another person's head, even if it is your partner. But part of what makes relationships work is saying, hey, I trust you to have my back. I trust you to have my best interest at heart. Even if you messed up, I trust that you still had, you know, the right motivation. Right. And and knowing that I trust you today, also giving your partner to understand when you give them the benefit of the doubt that I trust you tomorrow also. Amen. Amen. You know, and and next and next Right. That's the hard one. So and what I mean by I trust you tomorrow is, is that when something goes wrong tomorrow, that you're not evaluating your trust based on what happens today. Right. Because you know, any given day, you could be like, right now, I could be like, where my wife at? You know, right. all day long, I, my wife at home, the baby, is she with somebody else? What is she doing? She answered the phone. My wife could be worried about what I'm doing. You got another woman, you know, that you counseling with. You counseling her a whole <laughs> lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all of that could be happening, but you have to at some point arrive at, you know what? I've been with this person. I know this person. I trust this person. This person has high moral character, has high ethics. This person wants to be married. This person is happy. I'm sure of it. And so if you're able to do those things, then you have to give your partner the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. Exactly. You just have to let it let it go and let them know that, you know, there is a reason that you chose this person. And, and hopefully that is because that person does have the character set that you want and does have that foundation and knows right from wrong and that's what matters yes and because you so you cannot again the point i'm making here is that you cannot evaluate your partner every time there's a misunderstanding at some point and i I read a parable one time that says that when you get married you have to close one eye meaning that you can't fight about everything like so any given day me and my wife have 10 things that we could potentially fight about from yep. you know who's going to make Ethan's breakfast to right. who's going to change Emery's diaper right. to who's going to pay the lawn service right. to who's going to go to the dry cleaners to who's going to make dinner we can fight about any number of things you i don't, don't let we, some stuff go half literally yeah, yeah. half of it but don't argue about literally converse. 
Yeah, yes. the converse of that can be true in uh, keeping both eyes open because it's kind of the same thing as saying, you know, this whole political season, I'm going to take this sound bite and I'm going to put it on Facebook and everybody can see this, but you didn't see the whole speech in its context. So you got to look at the whole relationship in its context and not this one little incident. Exactly. One of the big things I talk to people about is saying that the problem, when you have a problem, the problem is the problem and the problem is not the marriage. Amen. Right. Amen. And so people start taking in the problem is it's the whole and it's not it is a problem that is, that is over here. It is something that we're working on. It's something that we're going to figure out. It's something we're going to compromise on because we've compromised the in the past. Yep. Another couple I had um, a couple actually that I had. We talked about forgiving and healing, which is a constant theme in relationships. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anybody that comes to me for relationship coaching, we talk about forgiveness and healing on a consistent basis. And when I talk about forgiveness and healing, what I'm saying is forgiveness is for the person that hurts you, mm-hmm. right? Forgiveness is always thinking it's for them. No, no, no. Forgiveness, if my wife hurts me, I give her forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Now, in conjunction with forgiveness is healing, meaning that if I forgive my wife, but if I haven't healed from what she did to me, then I'm going to have to forgive her again. Yeah. Well, one thing that you've said in the past that really has struck me is that um, a lot of marriages, you know, 9, 10, 15, 20 years down the road are still fighting over things that happen in one, two, three years, the first few years of the marriage. And um, so at that point, you know, you 10, 15 years, met, like just marinating on this, you should have let it go seven years ago. In po- yes. Uh, going back to what we said earlier about giving your partner the benefit yep. of the doubt. Yep. But now forgiveness and healing. And so what happened probably is in those scenarios is they forgave, but mm-hmm. they didn't heal. Mm-hmm. And so he- healing is an active state. Like people think you just heal over time. Like mm-hmm. someone says, I- I'm sorry. And you accept their apology. But that doesn't mean you really healed. So, so how do you do that? The way you go about healing is an active state. And what I mean by active state is it's got to be something that you are actively doing. You have to participate in. You got to write yourself notes. You got to think it through. What do you need? Like one of the things I do with couples or, or women, like say for example, I got a woman that their husband cheated on them. Mm-hmm. What do you need to feel comfortable first oh, about Lord. the whereabouts of your husband every day? Yeah. You know? Like, like, okay, the husband calls you every two hours. You got GPS on him. You got the bank account statement. You got his social security number. You got everything. And he's doing everything that you asked him to do. He's coming to me for relationship coaching. He's going to a therapist for anger management, for, you know, psychological, psychological analyzation, whatever. He's doing everything that you can ask him to do. And he's been consistently doing it for two years. Mm Mm-hmm. Now it's time to look at you and say, okay, now I have to look in the mirror and say, I'm not dealing with the same man I had two years ago. So what if you can't forgive? You have to forgive. It's not, I'm glad you asked that question. Forgiveness, if you can't forgive, you can't be married. Mm. Period, point blank. If you cannot forgive, you cannot be married. Marriage is not forgive. Because that's what it, that's, because, because another thing too about forgiveness is I'm able to forgive because of my imperfections. Right. And so I know in advance that when my wife makes a mistake that I don't need to go at her as if I'm perfect. I go at her thinking about the things that I've done that she don't know nothing about yet. (laughs) Uh, Oh, wait, wait, honey. There's really, you know, everything. Don't worry about it. Disclaimer in, you know what I'm saying? You know everything. You You forgive because at some point you're going to need forgiveness. Either I've been forgiven or I will need forgiveness. Exactly. And so I'm imperfect. And so it's easier for me to forgive if I equate my imperfections. Okay. And so 
And, and you'd be surprised how many people I actually have to teach and explain that to. Like, I got a couple right now where the man, the man has been caught cheating and has cheated with multiple different women, right? Wow. The wife emotionally cheated, right? Like, she never had sex. She never had activity, nothing. It was an old boyfriend from years ago that she was having phone conversations mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. got inappropriate, but never saw the guy. Mm-hmm. Husband cannot get over her emotionally cheating. Even though he cheated like 10, 15 times. Right. And and the reason being he can't, for two things, really, he can't get over it, number one, because he believes that his wife met the guy and cheated, Number going back to what we said earlier. Because that's what he did. That's because that's what he did. And he won't give her the benefit of the doubt, like we yep. said earlier, right? He yep. won't give it to her. And so because he feels like she's lying, he won't forgive her. And then that goes to the next point we made about your imperfections should allow you to forgive. Right. So I try to talk to the brother about, hey, man. You did enough dirt for everybody. Exactly. Exactly. And Even so, if she did meet up with him, you have like done enough to where you need forgiveness yourself. So you need to stop talking. Multiple. He been caught with multiple women. And we talking about one dude. Wow. And I said to him, let's say that she did cheat. Right. We don't know. Right. You know, she's saying she's swearing to God forever on, on all the kids, everything, all the <laughs> on the hand on the Bible, everything that she's never right. ever slept right. with anyone else since she's been married to him. And he will not accept that. And mm-hmm. their marriage is stuck right there on that mm-hmm. point. And so going back to what you said earlier, Tamara, what if you can't forgive forgiveness is a requirement of marriage, mm. right? And so when you marry somebody, you have to be careful to choose a person that is able to forgive, that has that skill set, that understands that forgiveness and, and, and to, just to go deep in forgiveness for a second, if we look at the construct of the word, it is uh-huh. give, like uh-huh. forgive. You're giving something, right? right? So, right. so, so people can't earn forgiveness. Look at you, you with the construct of the word, right? Construction of the word. Okay, you, get it. You gotta, you gotta give forgiveness, right? You yeah. gotta want to give forgiveness, and once you give forgiveness, then you can start your healing. Now, I say that sometimes, but in actuality, Tamara, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not. 100% on point in terms of what you have to do first. If you have okay. to be willing for it. Well, or what do you mean? I, I don't know that there's a, an order with anybody. I think it, yeah. it's a case by case situation and you know, everybody has to figure it out for themselves. But the main thing is knowing that you have to get it done. Yes. I, yeah. I, 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 so I never, I don't know what to do with that. So I just, I, I have to evaluate as I'm working with the couple, if we're going to heal first or if we're going to forgive first, yeah. but I know we have to do both because one yeah. without the other is pointless. There's no point yeah. in you healing if you haven't forgiven and there's no point in you forgiving if you can't heal. Right. And so forgiveness, you have to do and healing, you have to do. So with healing again, last point I make on that is I, I'm, as I'm, as I'm, I'm all, I'm always getting with women and men who've been, and I've got some men too, that have been cheated on. And I'm saying to them, once we get to the point where you feel like your spouse is doing everything that you've asked them to do, you think they're remorseful. You don't think that you, we figured out what drove them to some mm-hmm. extent to, to cheating. And mm-hmm. we rectified that. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's just about you getting in the mirror, praying and praying and getting in the mirror and saying, okay, I'm not with the same person anymore. Right. And once you acknowledge you're not with the same person, that leads you down the path of, of, of healing. And so yeah. we have to be able to get there. Yeah, yeah. I think you really, as as men, if, if your wife is cheating on you, you really need to evaluate because nine times out of ten, it's something you did. Like, there, there's that small percentage that are just the hoish out there. But... <laughs> 
But for the most part, if a woman is cheating on a man, he did something. I'm, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to let you just slide I'm, in that yeah, time. I'm, I'm going to move on to the next topic. <laughs> today's, slide in that time. today's I Still Read Article segment is oh. about an article that I read called... Um, um, I lost my article. I lost the article too. You lost it. See, really, really. Oh, black it's women deserve real love. Black women deserve real love too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, the article was written by Lasha, and it's posted um to Ebony dot com on October twenty sixth, twenty sixteen. And the article is actually about Sierra's love life and how some people are criticizing her because she's pregnant by her new husband. Like, really? you know what it's this article is a perfect example of why you actually have to read articles hence the segment i still read people don't read no more people don't read read no more we we really have to say that this is a new segment that we'll have every podcast where tamara and i have gone and read and researched and analyzed and thought about and and the whole thing, not just a tweet. Somebody right. said that to me. Oh, sidebar. Somebody said that to me. <laughs> they said, Stephen, you're on Twitter, and I'm sure you've seen what they've been talking. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't. I don't do that. Like, I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I we're apparently we are now the older generation because nowadays, if anything is more than what is it, 142 characters, they can't they can't read it. 140. Somebody Whatever. just tripped off you right there. Okay. <laughs> you know, but I don't. I don't even I don't, have a Twitter account. I don't, I don't, I don't get my information from Twitter or from Facebook. Like it's always. And first of all, if you just say something, I'm not looking at that. But if you got to send me a link with the article, you know, I, you know. I was taught at a very early age, you got to have reference material. Exactly. Exactly. And, and if I see a, a, a art or somebody talking about something, if you don't have no link with the article that I can go research on my own and read on my own, I'm not feeling it at all. Yep, yep. Okay, but let's get back to the article. Black women deserve real love too. And so what what I really saw in this article was I it had this big title about black women deserve real love and talking about how people was bashing her husband and all bashing her for being pregnant. When really what it looked like once I dug into it and looked through the comments of the hate, it was really like two people or three people or whatever, a minute amount of people who actually said something negative about Sierra, and then all the other comments were positive stuff and Telling the people who were hating to stop hating. Yeah, but that was actually, that article was written in reference to people who had said stuff before. So the people who were um, responding to that article were actually very positive. But that article was written about some messages that had been sent out before. And even some commentary from Future, which of course, you know, he's now irrelevant because she got a new baby daddy. Um, So he's, you know, having issues with, you know, the the fact that she was having her husband or her then you know boyfriend around their baby um never mind that she was around his you know 15 kids before they got engaged but um you know so it's all about sierra and i'm like have we really come to a day and age where we are criticizing somebody for getting pregnant by her husband yeah man it's i don't even have that much on that one like i just it's just disappointing but but like i said i just it was just a big article to me when i thought that it wasn't as many haters that i don't know maybe you saw more i didn't see i i did i did in the previous in the comments previous to that article that kind of um were the impetus for the article but um my thing is now it just feels like 
the whole world feels like black women can't have their happy ending in their love story. Which is why we have the article written by Stephen James Dixon on StephenJamesDixon.com, Why I Married a Black Woman. Okay, so what you got? Okay, I want to read a part that I wrote about this article about why I married a black woman. My wife, Lamisha LaSalle Jones, now Dixon, been married for 11 years, uh, October 10th, and I mean, October 15th. Happy Uh-oh. belated anniversary. Yeah, 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 11 years. We've been <laughs> doing good, too. We're on cruise control. Good Forgive job. Each other. Forgive each other fast. Healing comes fast now. We don't even stay mad that long. We don't even have time to be mad at each other. She'd be like, get out my face. I'd be like, get out my face. What you want to eat for dinner? She'd be like, I'm cooking, whatever. Go by. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all on cruise control. Wait until y'all get here. you make sure you do checkups, though. You can't just float. At, twice a year, we check up. Okay. Either, okay. On, either on Valentine's Day. Uh, if I'm if I'm not traveling or something like that, we'll sit mm-hmm. down and have a dinner. And we'll talk about the things that we want to do differently this year. You know, okay. talk about the things that we missed in communication or something like that. And then always at the end of the year, you know, around New Year's Eve or something like that. So I'll review. We have a review just like corporate America. You know what I'm saying? Steven, this is what you could work on better. Misha, this yeah, is you, you said that before. I'm I'm applauding that. So let's get back to the article. OK, I have. A, um. I, I, OK, what I said in the article was I'm going to read a part. It's not that long. Okay. It says I had to have me a sister. She is who I'm most comfortable with. She understands me. Our struggles are one and the same. We relate to each other on a different level. I need someone that understands that Thanksgiving means collard greens, cornbread, peach cobbler, and honey ham. Mm, except for those who don't do pig. Uh-oh. My wife only do turkey. <laughs> Christmas doesn't. <laughs> Christmas doesn't mean just Christmas caroling. It means Christmas classics. Christmas classics by the by the Temptations and Boys the Men. Oh, let us know. I got my yep. I got my whole little Christmas ready to go. I got it ready. Uh-huh. You know? Okay. Just the other day, we was putting up the tree, and the wife was like, "Hey, I need the Christmas music just to put up the tree. We can't even put the tree up without the classics, right?" <laughs> All right, get back on task. <laughs> I had to marry a black woman because I need someone that understands why my cousin stole money out of his mother. <laughs> She understands that. I ain't got to be no whole explanation. She gets my cousin stole the money. She gets that. That just happens sometimes. Right? I need somebody to watch Love Jones with me over and over and over again. Right? I need someone that when I walk in the house, when I yell out, nights like this, I wish that raindrops would fall. I need that. Amen. I need that. You know what I'm saying? Now, having said that, I'm not mad at you if you don't need that. Yeah, exactly. Everybody I'm not mad at reference. you. And I put that on, uh, I put that, you know what, I got to get, I, I meant to pull that audio in. I missed it. But I put on Facebook, if you married a black woman, uh, to comment or to leave a voicemail. We got a couple of voicemails. I failed to pull, pulling those into the podcast. I didn't even let you listen to them. <laughs> But, but people are really upset about that. And I was like, hey, this is just for conversation. I Yay, have a friend, what are they upset about? Just, just since I posed the question, uh-huh. they assumed that I was making a stance. And I wasn't making a stance. I was posing a question for conversation. So when I said, hey, if you married a black woman, call into the show or leave feedback. They're like, what's wrong with marrying a black woman? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, wait. Oh, I- they thought the opposite. Right, like I was saying okay. something against the black woman. I'm like, no, it's just for conversation. Well, you know we sensitive because, you know, trick daddy. Right, and and well, it wasn't just black women. It was black men also, too, that were very sensitive about it. I had a, I had a number of black men who married uh, Caucasian women who said something to me about it. I'm like, hey, I don't care who you love. I'm good with everybody. Love whoever loves you, mm-hmm. you know. 
and if you don't need, you know, to watch Love Jones, or maybe your sister, your, your white sister can watch Love Jones with you. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't care. It, it was more about uplifting the black woman. So I looked at it as a thing, how Black Lives Matter has to be Blue Lives Matter or All Lives yeah, Matter. It's yeah. not like that. I'm, I'm just no. shouting out my, my sister. Yep. Yep. Amen to that. I remember when I first wrote the article, Why I Love a Bla- Why I Married a Black Woman, it was rejected by all of the major magazines because, like, the major magazines felt like I was comparing a woman to food. And, uh, and I was comparing them to good gumbo. Good food, what's the problem? I love gumbo. Exactly, but they also the, all the magazines on the East Coast. They in the city. They didn't get gumbo. They didn't. They didn't understand that gumbo is. They an know experience. what gumbo is. It, the, the, you know the seafood don't travel well. You know. I mean, so Ice like, Cube. Ice Cube know what gumbo is. So come on. That's on the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? We talk about the 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 Jiggas and the Biggies and the Rock Kims and the Big Daddy Canes. And more importantly, those sisters on on the East Coast was like, you cannot compare woman to a food and i'm like gumbo is not a food gumbo is an experience and my point was that gumbo can be spicy it can be sweet you know you put it in the refrigerator it tastes great today then tomorrow it tastes totally different but it's still great right mm. and then there's some things you might not like about the gumbo i don't like the roux i don't know what that is but it makes the, like the roux it's called roux or something right are you like saying you don't roux? like the roux by itself or are you saying you don't like roux and gumbo because that's what makes gumbo Exactly. I don't like it by itself, but it oh, makes well, yeah. the gumbo some kind of way. Yeah. It's weird, right? It makes it you're awesome. Right, or I don't right. like okra, right? But sometimes you put the okra in a gumbo and it make it right. Yep, yep. And so, and so that to me is the perfect explanation of the black woman, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot of things that go into the black woman that we don't like. And it's a lot of things that come out of the gumbo sometimes that might be spicy, might bite you, might be sweet. You know, and, <laughs> might and, bite you. And, and, and gumbo spoils very easily. That's true. You know, That's you put true. a cold spool or a hot pot of gumbo, which I still don't understand, and it spoiled the whole thing, right? Yeah. It's a whole yeah. – it's a whole, can you go through the processes of how you spoil gumbo and what happens when I you, don't know how it happens, but, yeah, it does happen easily. You have to be very careful. Right. You got to wait till it cool all the way down before yep. you put it in the refrigerator. Yeah, because I just had that happen last week. I was making gumbo, and for some reason, I decided to do it too late, and um, I had to stay up all night waiting on that gumbo to cool down. And then it can't leave, and then you can't leave it out all because it'll spoil nope, again. Exactly. exactly. And so those those re- correlations I made to spoiling the black woman. I love the way you said that gumbo is an experience, and just like in comparison, the black woman is an experience. She is. She's so dynamic. I love right? that. And one of the things I did in the articles, I said, stop saying that that the black woman don't have no attitude. She got attitude. I'm good mm. with her attitude. Oh, okay. I. Like Bravo, right there, because we need to own who we are. Just own it, man. Stop yes. this Stop it. You yes. know, like, and, and because I don't, I don't picture that as a bad thing. I look at, I, you know, what I look at the totality of woman and how she was created. Like, I look at what I seen my mother right. go through with men. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like but the. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. I mean, even to say that you own that does not say that you don't know that you need to grow, that you are not going to be striving to be a better person continually. It's just saying that who I am today right now, I own this and I will grow and be a better person tomorrow and the day after and the day after. But for right now, this is what we're dealing with right now. And I love who I am right now. 
And the thing about that is I try to teach people is the same things normally, the same things you hate about a person or the things that you dislike about the person, mm-hmm. so the same things that you love about a person, Ooh. right? And so, <laughs> and, and so my wife will steal me in the face. <laughs> like, she'll do it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? If I'm out of line and I deserve it, she gon' she gon' and I'm not condoning that for anybody. <laughs> you gotta and, do what you gotta and, do. But the point of it is, if somebody disrespected her husband, she'd throw a punch first. She'd yeah. throw a punch before I would. Because yeah. she she down for me like that. And so you gotta and understand. That's how you know where the boundaries lay. Exactly. And so that's how you gotta understand this black woman, this sister, that the attitude, the see, I don't the attitude to me is flavor too. You're not bland, you're not, you know, you're not I'm not gonna walk over you. I'm not, you know, all those stereotypical things about the black woman, just embrace them. They're right. okay. They right. make you who you are. You got flavor. You spicy. You like gumbo. You good. You okay. But when you're in denial of who you really are, that's mm. when you lose yourself. That is so true and so real and something that people, a lot of, a lot of black women need to hear because it's discouraging. I mean, just speaking as a black woman, I have seen so many articles and actually heard men and actually seen my family um, that, you know, these, a lot of black men say, I will not date black, a black woman. Um, or even if they don't specifically say it, you know, I hear, well, I date the rainbow, but I'm like, your rainbow is all white. Like, you know, so I don't know what rainbow you think you got, but, um, in reality, it's kind of disheartening when you feel like all of these black men, um, that you are checking for ain't checking for you. I wish people too, like, this will never happen. Um, but I wish people too would embrace all of the stereotypes that come with this entire conversation. For example, right. um, I've, I have black male friends, more than one that have married Latinos or Caucasian women or whatever, you know, Asian women, whatever. Mm-hmm. And in every single case that I've seen, those black men are not prepared to handle the attitude of the black woman. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. now. I don't think that's any knock on those men. Like that's, that's a well, personality trait. You know, different people like different things. Yes and no. I think also, though, um, for us, speaking again as a black woman, you may have that attitude, but that really is is intended to push a man, to um, help him to grow. We're supposed to be helpmates, and you try to help him to get to his full potential. So sometimes, you know, what people think is an attitude is really just me trying to help you get to where you need to be. Right, and that's a positive way of saying it, but it's also sometimes attitude just stank attitude, too. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, if you coming home three hours later than you said you were going to be home, don't act like you're not supposed to get an attitude. Exactly, and that's my point. And that's me trying to help you be a better person because you don't do that no more. (laughs) And so so what I mean, though, is is that I don't don't knock my friends or my clients who have not married African-American women because they can't handle the attitude. Different people respond differently to different things like mm-hmm. some teachers I, I didn't get in college because of their delivery some coaches yep. I didn't get in college yep. because I didn't understand how you wanted to motivate me you wanted to cuss me out I, I don't want to be cussed out or whatever you know what I mean and I was one of those who didn't carry the weight yep. but some people do not respond to aggression and or the threats. converse yeah the converse is true though like what you're saying is we as black women need to stop being so concerned about what the black men who are marrying somebody else um are doing so we need to just say okay he wasn't for me like you just said you know this personality attracted that personality and that just wasn't for me so don't worry about it don't uh, yes because because i don't and and in no way i don't think 
the average person, there are some people who get who are like you said, I just want a white woman, I just want a Latino yep. woman, or yep. I don't want a black woman or whatever. Um, the first thing we're trying to get accomplished with this podcast here is to say to the black woman, embrace who you are. You're fine. Right. No matter what's said right. out there, no matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody thinks, no matter how many black men marry other women or whatever, mm-hmm. black woman, you good. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's not a it reflection is what it is. on who you are. It's not a reflection on who you are. It's not a reflection on the culture or, right. or the, the 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 genre or the race or whatever of the black woman. Black woman, you have to be you because that's how you're made. So when I look at the black woman too, and, and the also thing I said in the article was the attitude comes from the survival that black woman has had to have throughout the years. Right. The black woman is a survivor. There's no tougher human being walking the face of this earth, right? Just because of the survival of going through slavery, being with Massa, you know what I'm saying? And then you come out of Massa and now you're dealing with men who are not taking care of their business, not raising their kids, don't want to get married, all that kind of stuff. And so when you have a black woman that's gone through that, see, it's easy for me to say that I understand the attitude of the black woman because I I ultimately believe, well, wait, wait, let me, let me say this point. It's easy for me to say I understand the attitude of the black woman because I ultimately believe that if I love the black woman, she will have no attitude. I, I think that's true to a certain extent. I, I don't think, though, that black men really understand what black women go through. I do think that we are constantly trying to be there for our men. And we have a vision of us as unified. I mean, like in the words of Beyonce, you hurt you hurt me, you hurt yourself. And so that's our whole philosophy. But then you want to go get Becky with the good hair and it just hurts <laughs> us. You know, so um, that's 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 why we need to learn to one, embrace who we are, regardless of what's being said about it. And two, recognize that if somebody is saying something about it, or if somebody has gone in a different direction, that just wasn't for us. Right. And then and then we may have to be because how do I say this? Like, I believe the attitude from the black woman has come from a place where she's been hurt. Right. She's been hurt by her father or her uncle or disappointed. You know what I'm saying? By that first boyfriend, that second seat. I I think Tamara. First, second, third, fourth and fifth. <laughs> all the boyfriends I and the fiance, you know what I'm saying. At at some point, I've hurt the black woman, and the, and the thing about the black woman is, I've had a woman tell me before. It might have been you, Tamara, who said to me that the woman, not just a black woman, but the woman, is not built to defend herself against oh, the man. Yeah. I've said that to you on multiple occasions because you're right. constantly telling me to set boundaries and telling women to set boundaries, and I'm constantly telling you. We are designed to hand ourselves to men or to a man and say, I'm yours. And protect me. Yes, that is your job. I shouldn't have to set boundaries. Your job is to set the boundaries and protect me. Right. And so so what you said was woman is not constructed to protect herself. Exactly. And so now that we've had to build that protection in in ourselves, it, it looks like an attitude. It looks like an attitude. It is an attitude, but it's a shield, really. And that's why I said that shield is brought down, is destroyed by love. Like, so black men, the ones that have problems with black women, just love them. That's all you got to do. Just just see through whatever hurt, anger, pain, frustration, disappointment that she got going on and know that that if you just love that woman Amen. the way she need to be loved, Amen. that you will have everything that you ever dreamed of out of any type of relationship that you want. She wants to trust that you will be faithful and that you will take care of home. Like once that once that man has instilled that trust in his woman, he's got she's gonna give him the world. Which leads us to trick daddy. 
Oh Lord. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We could just I could just read what he said. Trick Daddy said, Well basically he just said that black women are only good for frying chicken. Mm. <laughs> he said that once other women learn how to fry chicken. He obviously ain't had no good gumbo. <laughs> Yeah, he from Miami. I don't know what they're doing with that gumbo. If you think it's only about fried chicken, you know. But whatever, whatever. Again, that's one of the ones you can just go on your way and keep it moving. And and when I saw it, man, I immediately looked at his Twitter and his Instagram to try and see did he apologize somewhere? Like like I was no. like he can't he can't be serious. Like He's this has got to be a joke. He meant every word he said. I'm just so tired of these Negroes who just think that they can just just talk about people the way they want to. I'm recognizing more and more as I'm maturing that I'm not going to let your craziness that's coming out your mouth affect me. But that's just ridiculous. There's some little girl who hearing that and, and is internalizing that message. Yeah, that's disappointing. We ain't going to spend a lot of time on it. Yeah, no, he don't uh, deserve no time. <laughs> Okay. Uh, oh, you know what? We didn't what? talk about politics since last time we talked. We, uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I, can you believe that Donald Trump, of all people, is going to be the next president of the United States of America? Have you accepted it yet? No, it ain't sunk in. I just can't. Like, I still just just I driving mean... in the car just on a random day like. I cannot believe Donald I Trump. saw somewhere during the election that they said he has all the credentials of Chris Kardashian or Chris Jenner, you know, and I'm just like, this, that's very true. Like she's built a business and a brand and made a whole bunch of money off of it. And um, she's a reality TV star and she has absolutely no political experience. Like, well, how do we make a reality TV star the president? No, well, really, it's worse than that because Chris, we know, has made money. Donald, we don't know, has made money. Like I just read a you report ain't never today. Lied. Yeah, because Donald we don't don't want to release his taxes. But yeah. I read today that he owns he owes like a Chinese bank three hundred million dollars. Yeah. I read that he, he owns a no, he owns a German bank three hundred million dollars, but he owns a Chinese bank even more than that. And it's also been reports of he really doesn't make money. The only thing that really makes money is his, his name. Brand. Is his yes. brand. That's yes. Nothing that he's ever tried to create has worked when he, he tried doesn't to... even own half of the buildings that have his name on it. Right. I think less than that. Like you said, half. You're giving him half. I don't think yeah, I'm trying to give him some credit, but I mean, so because so, what? And really, what he'll do if you look at if you follow his business plan is he borrows the money from somewhere else anyway to build a building. That's his. That's a part of his portfolio. That's I that's saw, his plan is to use someone else's money. The, right? But this is so. I mean, all of this is like crazy. Like, I mean, am I living in an alternate reality? I saw a meme the other day that had Michelle Obama holding up a sign, and she had done it for the original. I've seen the original picture that was bring our girls back when they had the girls um um and so yeah so but they somebody changed it to say my job is being taken by an immigrant i fell out laughing but i mean like that that's what that all of this is just so crazy as much as he talks about immigration and he's married to an immigrant and then then they're not even moving into the white house it's not good enough for them well, I want to all that stuff with the birth certificate for Obama. Oh my now lord! The lady, we know was born somewhere else. Yes, I saw, I saw a meme one time where they were give, giving Michelle a hard time for not wearing sleeves when she wore a dress. Oh yes, but now they got naked pictures of Melania all over the internet. Yeah, and no one's gonna say nothing about that, man. And it's just, it's just, 
But it's even it's more so. It, it, I, but at the same time, Tamara, you know what? I, I I'm trying to start taking a step back and saying, fifty nine million people voted for this dude, right? So we could take off maybe you know twenty five percent that were just racist. We maybe could take off another twenty five percent who were just staunch Republicans and will never vote for a Democrat, right? Mm-hmm. That still leaves us a twenty five million. Yes, people. I have had friends actually try to explain to me why it made sense for them to not to uh, vote for Trump. I I just I still can't. It's not sinking in. It is uh, not sinking in. What do they say? What do they say? Oh, do they... because he's picking. He's gonna possibly possibly. This was so crazy. You've already decided somebody gonna die. He's possibly picking. You know, up to three Supreme Court justices in the next. You know, four years. Um. So I'm like, you nom- you voted for somebody based on a possibility of something. Um, that may not ever even come to pass, but you know, he, he has said real stuff and they're ignoring this. They're like, Oh, well comments he made, you know, 16 years ago or 11 years ago, whatever it was, they don't matter. I'm like, no, I'm talking about the comments he made last year, this year. Like what, what, how are we ignoring that? Right. And the the thing too, when people talk about, he's going to bring back jobs, right? He can't. It's, it's, it's number one is documented that he has no care about America. If he cared about America, he would pay his taxes. Amen. If he cared about America, the top, remember, the, did you see the David Letterman interview when nothing he had on was oh, made? Oh, yeah, it was all made in China. And and then he currently, he already, well, maybe not currently, he already paid, I believe, I, I have to look this one up again. Uh, there was something about him using steel from China. Did you yes, see that? Yes, yes. This whole platform was vote for me because I know all the tricks of the trade that have been messing up our country and I can fix them. Basically I did everything that's wrong with this country. I did everything. I I took advantage of everything. So because I took advantage of it, you should vote for me. Right now. Now, but part of it, we can say he does know the tricks. I'll give him the tricks. Right. But if you never did anything to help America, like all of a sudden are you going to start helping America? Right. You know what I mean? So, like, you took advantage of America for all these years, didn't pay taxes, didn't get your ties built in America, didn't get your suits built in America, didn't even get your stakes from America when yep. you had Trump stakes, Trump yep. airlines. Yep. Everything is outsourced. Even even while he was running for president, he hired 75 people to work in his, uh, his resort in Florida from uh, Europe. Did you hear about that one? Oh, my goodness. I hadn't heard about that. But, I mean, th- that one. He, he, this is, like, maybe four or five months ago. He actually submitted something to to uh to the immigration or whatever that said he couldn't find seventy five people that he needed to work in his uh hotel in in Florida. You gotta look that up because it's. But I mean, but the bottom line is, all his money has been made on taking advantage of people. Right. All of it. All of it, and we're okay with that. And now, and now, people think that all of a sudden he's just just because he knows you know, where the loopholes are in, in taxes. Now he's yes. going to help us. Like, I don't, I don't get how people arrived at it, but at the same time, like I said, you know, easily is half 25 million people that thinks that he's going to do the, the right problem, thing. Problem, the problem, the inherent problem with make America great again is making the assumption that we're going to roll back time. In all reality, you're not going to get people to give up their, um, their cell phones and start using rotary phones. You're not, I mean, you cannot turn back technology. You just can't. So it's going to move forward. Things are going to change whether you like it or not. 
Cole is is you know losing uh losing out as far as its viability um you know gas is moving out so I think, at, I think I read yesterday that Canada has stopped using coal completely Exactly so I'm like this is the wave of the future you cannot just ignore it Now but the other thing about it is we would be fine with the wave if there were tariffs that allowed Americans to compete with jobs in other places Yep you know, I had a conversation with a, with a with a friend of mine today who basically said TPP can't be that bad. And I'm like, well, what do you know about it? He's like, it just can't be that bad. The presidents wouldn't make these arrangements if the deals were that bad. And wow. I and I simply said, well, you know what? Let me let me uh, give a simple example of TPP, mm-hmm. right? And so, like like America is making a deal with Malaysia. America mm-hmm. is making a deal with Venezuela, right? Mm-hmm. So. When would Mercedes Benz, and I'm saying, I'm comparing Mercedes Benz to America, right? Okay. When does Mercedes Benz make a deal with Suzuki? Never. <laughs> when, does, when, when does Nike make a deal with Pro Wings? Never. Right, right. You know when, when does, when does, uh, uh, Ferragambo, you know, a red bottom make a deal with Ferragambo? Yeah, what, what you call him? What you call him? Ferragambo, you're done. <laughs> Yeah, okay, we out of time anyway. You made your point. Keep moving. And so, and so the point is that that if if if, if a company or or someone that is on one level makes a deal with someone on another level, it then it can't be good level. for the company. It only can help the lower level because right. the the purpose of the deal is to make them on an equal is to find some kind right. of level playing field. Right. That's the purpose. And so then we have to look at what are we doing? What's the what are the products that are gonna be on the same level playing field now? Right. And the problem in America is all of these things are on a level playing field now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so there's a level playing field. So even things like you trout, salmon, uh all that stuff is, is different now. So but but think about that though, because that's kind of that is the philosophy that we have on a global level. So we're always preaching about um socialism that is the ultimate socialism. So if that's what we say we stand by, why not? Oh, wait a minute. You're saying that TPP is socialism? Yes, on a global level. I never thought about it like that. You're right. You know, you're right. And as long as we, and wow, you're right. Um, hmm, I have to think about that some more um, and see how I feel about that. I mean, I know, <laughs> I mean, that's tough because I like the idea of helping other people uh-huh. but i don't like i don't like the idea of one person helping other people like if you spread around the wealth here in america then all of us can help ethiopia or venezuela or whoever but right now mm-hmm. only the people at the top can help but you talking about spreading the wealth so we can send money they are actually sending jobs right and so you you can you know give a man a fish or you can teach a man to fish Right. And so the last the last point on this I'll make is is that for people who don't really understand TPP trade, you know, deals and all those types of things, go look up trade deficit. Like the United States the trade deficit in the United States is increasing every year simply because we do not build products in America anymore. Amen. Just just yep. any day any given day, just look at anything yep. you got and see where it was made. Like it's yep. just any given day, wake up and see if anything you have on was made in America. Like hmm. nothing. Hmm. No matter where you bought it from, it was made in America. Like, you know, it's yep, just, yep. All right, let's wrap it up. Divorce Not an Option podcast. To all the people listening, be sure to sub- uh, subscribe and follow 
everywhere you listen to podcasts subscribe and follow on itunes on google play on youtube on spreaker on soundcloud uh share with your friends you uh facebook twitter instagram and keep listening and every week we'll try to get in here and give you something to listen to Tamara, any other thing that nope. see y'all next week happy thanksgiving yes bye <laughs>